Greetings in the name of our Lord and our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters in the Lord, I am so glad to be with you once again. And you're welcome to the fifth edition of our Waiting Upon the Lord. And the theme of this year is Enduring to the End. Amen. Enduring to the End. See, events uh, that are unfolding around us and globally uh, pinpoint to the fact that we are living in the last second of the last minute. And I don't want you to be ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Many of the things that are happening right now before our very eyes, they are causing destruction to the heavenly race. Uh, the heavenly race can never be run in the energy of the flesh. It must be run with the Spirit of God. And this year, by the grace of God, we will be uh, dwelling on Matthew 24, the Olivet Discourse. And we're going to be reading uh, most of the verses and uh, gradually as the Holy Spirit leads us and so that we'll be able to understand where we are right now in Bible prophecy. Events happening around us definitely lets us know that Jesus Christ is coming sooner than we have always been taught. Um, we need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem and we need to pray for the peace in the land of Russia and Ukraine. We need to pray for events happening around us as Christians. The only business we have is to pray. And when we pray, God hears us. Amen. But events happening around us, they are prophetic. And uh, no man can stop prophecy. Amen. Do you know that Russia is in the end time? prophecy and uh, as we journey along in the book of Matthew 24 by the grace of God uh, we'll be learning uh, also the book of Ezekiel uh, 38 and 39 uh, we're going to wrap everything up by the help of the Holy Spirit uh, so that we know where we are right now in biblical calendar amen and as Christians I don't want you uh, to be ignorant of these things and by the grace of God, we kick off today, March the 2nd, 2022, uh, to finish in, on Thursday, April 14, 2022. God bless you. Let us pray. Holy Spirit divine, we ask you today to open our mind, open our hearts, Oh Lord, to receive your word in the name of Jesus. And as we receive your word, we will not be 
uh, listeners or hearers of your word alone, but doers of it. Help us, Lord, today that your word will illuminate every darkness in our path, O Lord, so that our heavenly journey will not be impeded in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, because you know you have answered. For in Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. So he who endures to the end will be saved, was the word of the Lord Jesus Christ in the book of Matthew chapter 24. So what does it really mean? It means the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Glory be to the Lord. Here, at the Olivet Discourse, Jesus Christ was explaining to his disciples about the things to come. Jesus told the twelve that the temple will be destroyed in Matthew uh, 24, verse number 2. And in response, uh, they asked him, When will this happen? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? In verse number 3. So their question had two parts. And so it required two answers. Jesus combined those answers into one long discourse about what was ahead before he returned. Some of those uh, prophecies were fulfilled with the destruction of Jerusalem in uh, AD 70. The remainder of the prophecy has yet to happen. This specific verse is best understood when uh, read in context. So here we're going to read uh, Matthew 24, verse 9 to 14. Amen. Then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you. And ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And verse 14 says, And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. Amen. From God's viewpoint, outside our time frame, the end times began with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, verse 16 to 21, Peter describes this event as the last days from that perspective. It makes sense that Jesus combined events in AD 70 with those yet to come. So they are all at the last days. It then warns that as persecution increases, many who consider themselves 
his followers, they will reveal their true spiritual condition when they turn away from the faith. This had already happened during his ministry. You remember, remember in John chapter 6, verse 66? Let's read it. It says, From that time, many of his disciples, they went back and they walked no more with him. So, this had already happened during Jesus' ministry and it will escalate until the end. True Christian faith will be tested by deception, false prophets, and the increase of wickedness. Your faith in Christ will be tried and be tested. Your confidence in Jesus Christ will be tried and it will be tested. It will be tested by deception, it will be tested by false prophets, false doctrines, and the increase of wickedness. So not only will there be some who turn away, but Jesus himself foretold that the love of most Christians, most believers, will grow cold. The implication is that those who stand firm to the end will be the minority. Remember Matthew chapter 7 verse 14? And Jesus says, Because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. Amen. Those who endure to the end are the opposite of those in the previous verse whose love grows cold. Let's read verse 13 of Matthew 7. Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. So here, Jesus' statement that he who endures to the end will be saved cannot be taken to mean that our salvation is somehow, uh, somehow dependent on our personal ability to remain saved. Rather, it is a promise of perseverance. Those who have the grace to endure to the end are the ones who are genuinely saved by grace. The various trials Jesus mentions will reveal our true colors. Most will grow cold and fall away from Christ, showing that they are professors only and not true born again. In Matthew 24 verse 12, the Bible says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But those who endure and stand firm in the faith, despite incitements to do otherwise, are showing that they are genuine children of God, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Amen. Let's look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 5 for the emphasis. The Bible says, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation 
ready to be revealed in the last time. As we can see before our very eyes, men are becoming uh, lovers of money, lovers of material things rather than lovers of God. Man has substituted uh, Sunday worship for Sunday overtime. Man has substituted the, 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 the things of the kingdom of God for the things of the earthly kingdom. My friends, we can dissect this passage even further to glean relevant truths. Those who endure to the end and are saved will stand firm through persecution. In Matthew 24 verse 9, the Bible warns that Jesus' followers will be handed over to be persecuted and put to death. Hmm. We are in the Western world and that has not happened yet to us. I read an article in the year 2021. The Vatican News. It says 13 Christians killed every day in the world because of their faith. It says 12 churches or Christian buildings are attacked and 12 Christians are unjustly arrested or imprisoned while another five are abducted. I'm going to list some nations. Look, the article says that uh, uh, 309 million Christians living in places with very high or extreme levels of persecution. That's up to 260 million from those accounted for in the year 2020. The report also says another 31 million Christians could be added from the 24 nations that fall just outside the top 50, such as uh, Cuba, uh, Sri Lanka, the United Arab Emirates, uh, Nigeria, Cameroon, Burkina Faso, Mali, uh, North Korea, Afghanistan, Somalia, Libya, Pakistan, Eritrea, Yemen, Iran, and India. Brothers and sisters, our faith in the Lord will be tried and it will be tested. And when our faith, our faith in Jesus, when it faces uh, fire, when it goes under fire, many people will forsake the Lord. From the time of the apostles until present day, millions of Christians have been persecuted and put to death. We are seeing an escalation of that in more recent days with global terrorism, uh, but martyrdom has always been common in most areas of the world. In verse 9 of Matthew 24, where I just read, uh, it goes on to state that the Christians will be hated by all nations because of me, because of Jesus. As Islam and uh, uh, atheism increases in nations that once held uh, to Judeo-Christian values, we are seeing a greater fulfillment of this prophecy. Hatred can be expressed in many ways, one of which is the radical secularization of culture and governments that once honored time-tested morality and faith. When a culture actively strips from its history 
and public life any vestiges of God's involvement in its success. That nation is displaying hatred toward Jesus. Those who endure to the end and are saved will stand firm through ridicule and hatred. Matthew chapter 24 verse 10 says that when many turn away from the faith, they will betray and hate each other. With the proliferation of internet websites, blogs, uh, and Facebook pages, we are seeing the uh, polarization of opinions leading to angry verbal attacks and on Christ-like dialogue. Everyone has an opinion about everything and opinion, it seems, has become a God worth defending through anger. Even among professing Christians, the comments and, and the manner in which they edit uh, have taken a decidedly downward turn. Issues not worth dividing over have become hot-button topics that alienate brothers and sisters and sadly the unbelieving world. Issues that are worth dividing over have been swept under the rug in the name of tolerance. Anyone who does not bow to the God of tolerance becomes an object of ridicule and self-righteous hatred. Those who endure to the end and are saved will stand firm through false teaching. Matthew 24 verse 11 goes on to one of many false prophets appearing and deceiving the masses. We tend to imagine a false prophet as a flamboyant type, easily spotted and easily rejected. However, if this were true, then many would not be deceived by them. Instead, the false prophets are men and women with outward displays of Christianity, charismatic charm, and a way with words. They weave their heresies with scripture, just as Satan does. If you read in Luke chapter 4, verse 1 to 10, so that those who do not know God's word thoroughly, they are taken in by their great sounding teachings. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3 to 4, the Bible warns, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth, and they shall be turned into fables. In this day and age, my fellow brothers and sisters, we have what we call the motivational speakers. They are inspirational speakers. They motivate you with words, with big words. They have a way of saying words that will move you. They don't mention Jesus. They don't preach no doctrine. They just want to tell you yeah, you can do, you can be who you want to be. You have to, you know, be yourself, trust yourself, believe in yourself. You see, all is about self. They won't say believe in God, trust in God, and God. No, they will tell you trust in yourself, believe you can do this. They are all motivational speakers. 
and they are the preachers of the last days. They are the end time preachers and if you are deceived by them, then you are not wise. We have already seen this take place with the explosion in recent years of hyper grace teaching. This grace teaching, it has become very hyper and the prosperity gospel. Millions are being deceived with Bibles in their laps, yet deceived because the words of the false prophets are ego-soothing, exciting, and more desirable than scriptures focus upon self-sacrifice and surrender. Nobody wants to surrender anymore. Humility has lost its place. They will tell you, I have a right. I cannot submit to, the, to a book. I cannot allow a book to lead my life. It is all about I, me, and myself. Those who endure to the end and are saved will stand firm even in the midst of a rampantly sinful culture. Matthew 24 verse 12 says that because of the increase of wickedness, the love of most will grow cold. This is a cause and effect statement that we are seeing played out before our very eyes. As culture redefines reality according to its lusts and depravity, those clinging to scriptural definitions of sin, they are being quickly outnumbered. As wickedness becomes more popular and socially acceptable, people without a solid biblical worldview are being swept up by its grandiose promises. Bible says in the book of Isaiah chapter 5 verse 20, Woe unto them that call evil good, and good evil, that put darkness for light, and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. My fellow brothers and sisters, we are living in the end time. This is a time when people call evil good and good evil. If you stand up for righteousness, you will be quickly outnumbered. Hmm. Wickedness has become more popular. It has become more socially acceptable. If you preach about sin, people will run away from you. And they will think you are very judgmental. And, you know, uh, you are not a good person. They are rethinking and re-evaluating the Bible's relevance in our modern world. They are trying to pick and choose from what they can listen to in the Bible. The definitions of gender, sexuality, and uh, morality, they are being challenged, even within some segments of the church, uh, causing uh, those unschooled in truth to collapse beneath the weight of these new insights. It is no wonder that the flicker of love that may have been ignited by the Holy Ghost is squirched in favor of a new love and a new God created in the image of the culture. We are living in the last days. We are in the last second of the last minute. Man was made in the image of God, but man does not know what he is anymore. Man wakes up in the morning and thinks he's a woman. A woman just wakes up one day and says, I'm a man. 
When Jesus says the one who endures to the end will be saved, in Matthew chapter 24, verse 13, he is speaking of those who are truly born again, whose lives are transformed by the power of the Holy Ghost. True followers of Jesus Christ will withstand the onslaught of wickedness. They will recognize and reject false teaching and cling fast to the truth of God's word. They will overcome this world and be granted a reward in the world to come. According to Revelation chapter 3 verse 21, the Bible says, To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Those who have been sealed by the Holy Spirit until the day of redemption. They have his power working in them to enable them to stand firm. And that is why I thank God for my pastor, Pastor Paul Menechuk. He is a man of God, 87 years old, still preaching the sound doctrine. Hallelujah. Not many people preach that anymore. My brothers and sisters, we are in the last days. I'm going to read the book of Jude. Jude has only one chapter. I'm going to read from verse 24 to 25. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy, to the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. My brothers and sisters, will you endure to the end? Will you rejoice in suffering? Because when you rejoice in suffering, you know that suffering produces endurance. Endurance produces character and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. So I must warn you that we're still going to experience the worst of times, but keep up your faith. Hold on tenaciously. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. And God will see us through in Jesus' name. Shall we pray? Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for today. We thank you for drawing us to prayer and power. We thank you for the salvation of our souls. We thank you, Lord, for baptizing us with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Thank you, Lord, because you have allowed us to produce spiritual gifts and Lord, we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit working in us. We thank you, Lord, for the wonderful gift of praise. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your divine plan for our lives. Thank you, Lord, for bringing us to a place of maturity. Thank you, Father, for lifting us up when we fall. Thank you for keeping us in perfect peace. Thank you for making all things work together for good for us. 
Thank you for protecting us from the snares of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the wonder-working power in your word and in the blood of the Lamb. Father, we thank you for giving your angels charge over us. Thank you for fighting for us against our adversaries. Thank you for making us more than a conqueror. And Lord, above all, thank you for supplying all our needs according to your riches in glory, even at these trying times. Thank you for your healing power upon our body, soul, and our spirit. Lord, thank you for flooding our heart with the light of heaven. May your name alone be glorified and be praised. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day. And I'll see you tomorrow again, if Jesus tarries. Goodbye.